These days of Christmas are often some of the most beautiful and and joyful of the whole year. But, you know, we would be mistaken if we were to reduce Christmas down to some kind of a a sentimentality or a certain feeling. Because, you know, sometimes the the feeling isn't there. And, And maybe this Christmas especially is one of those where a lot of people are kind of saying, you know, it just doesn't quite feel like Christmas. You know, maybe there are some people that are absent and can't be here, family that would normally have traveled, or maybe you would go somewhere, or, or maybe it's just that, that big dinner that you didn't get to have, or, you know, whatever it is, maybe it just doesn't quite feel right. Well, Christmas is certainly much more than sentimentality and feeling. And on this feast day of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we know that our, our families are certainly much more than simple, happy feelings of sentimentality. In fact, uh, stress and difficulty, as we've all experienced, tends to magnify the imperfections in our family and bring them to the fore. And so I've seen that a lot this Christmas season as well. Lots of families are struggling. And so I kind of want to just take today's solemnity of the family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph to say, uh, much as our prayers encourage us to imitate them in their virtue. It's okay if you're not quite there yet. I mean, let's face it, as we look at our little manger scene and imagine the Holy Family, Mary was conceived without any sin. Joseph was the most chaste man that ever lived, and Jesus, well, he's God. So, sure, imitate them. I mean, it can seem like an impossible task, and then when we start to look at our own families and compare... Well, we just don't seem to measure up. In fact, it always makes bigger all of the ways in which we are not the Holy Family. Well, today I'd like to look at St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, our second reading, and, and hear what he has to say in these times of difficulty in our families. St. Paul says, to put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Well, what does that mean? Well, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another. All right, that that implies that there are things in your family that you're going to have to bear with, that there are things that will require patience, that it is difficult. And probably the most important thing that Paul says we have to do, forgive one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do think perhaps that lack of forgiveness is one of the things that most hurts our family. We're all so afraid and weak and broken ourselves that when somebody hurts us, well, we just can't let it go. We don't want to forgive. Or or maybe we're the ones that have hurt others and we're just too embarrassed to, to try to seek reconciliation. And so we just let the hurt sit there and fester and it gets deeper and You know, part of the the pain that maybe many families are feeling this Christmas and a lot of major holidays when families gather is that there are people in the family who are not here. And not because of COVID, but because there is unforgiveness and lack of reconciliation in our families. We can probably all think of at least that one family member that, well, what happened to them? But we don't talk to them. Why? Well, there was a falling out. Maybe people don't even remember the whole story of what happened. Or maybe you remember all too well what happened, and you know exactly why you don't talk to that other person. Paul says, this just cannot be. 
If we are to heal our our families and especially the larger family of God, I think we are urged on this day to say, where is there a lack of forgiveness? Where is there need for healing and reconciliation? You know, of all the the sufferings that I've known in, in my life, as I have gotten older and a little more experienced in life, you know, it's not the, the physical sufferings that bug me, you know, sickness or whatever, or lack of financial resources or, or pain here or things that don't go the way I want. You know, all that is passing. All that disappears at the end of this life. But the greatest pain that I have experienced, at least in my later life, has been broken relationships, lack of healing, lack of forgiveness, lack of the connection that God would want. Paul essentially says the same thing today in our reading. He says, above all these put on love. That is the bond of perfection. Why love? Because while all those other hurts and difficulties or struggles, whatever, while they pass at the end of this life, Paul tells us plainly in heaven, all we have are relationships. That's all it is. Heaven is one big relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with all of our brothers and sisters in God. That's why I think it hurts so much in this life when there is lack of relationship, when there is lack of forgiveness. Because after all, how can we be at odds with our brothers and sisters in this life and then think that magically we pass to heaven and, and now we live in perfect communion forever when there's no reconciliation? We've got to take seriously, I think, this call to be reconciled. It's, it's so serious that the, the scriptures actually tell us that if you are coming to worship God, if you are coming to do the highest thing we as humans do, to bring our gift to the altar, and you realize that there is someone that you are at odds with, that you need to be reconciled, The scriptures tell us, leave your gift at the altar and go first and be reconciled. Then come back and worship God. I mean, that's serious. What what could be higher than the worship of God? Well, the scriptures say reconciliation. Do that first. You know, one thing that I think COVID has helped at least crystallize for me is that we always seem to think we have more time. You know, like, yeah, I I know there needs to be healing and someday we'll get around to it. No, we've got people that it's not just old people getting COVID and dying who are already sick. It's young people. It's all kinds of people that we don't know how long we've got. I, I could, you know, get a sniffle or something today and then find out I got COVID and be on a ventilator and gone by the end of the week. I don't know how long I've got and none of you know how long you've got. It might not be COVID. You might get hit by a fire truck going down State Avenue. We don't know. What we do know is that if there is unforgiveness, well, let it start with us then to heal the hurt. If there's hurt in our families, Mother Teresa tells us, well, you want to change the world? Go home and love your family. Because that's where it starts. As the family goes, so goes the world, as John Paul II said. So if we can't even love those God has given us in our family and heal that. How can we heal the world? Paul tells us today to let the peace of Christ control your hearts. The peace into which you were called in one body. That word peace, 
in the, the Hebrew, we probably know it, shalom. If you don't know any Hebrew words, you probably know shalom. It means peace, but it means much more than, than just peace. It means being in right relationship, wishing the good of the other, being the good for the other, things being as they ought to be, a sense of there being a, a justice, a lasting peace between people. That's a, a deep greeting in, in Hebrew, shalom. You would often go up and, and give each other even a kiss on the, the cheek. This is the, the betrayal of Judas to go up and kiss Jesus with a kiss of shalom while betraying him. That's why that's so harmful. You know, we have a, a tradition even in the, the liturgy now of uh, offering each other a sign of peace before communion. During, during COVID time, that, that option, and it is optional to exchange the sign of peace. We always pray the little peace prayer. But during COVID, you know, we've refrained from let us offer each other the sign of peace. And I actually think that can be a, a good thing because at least as I've seen it, the exchange of the sign of peace at mass has almost become some kind of a, a circus. We're almost like we're just okay, let's take a little break from Mass and let's turn around and wave over here. and like, hey, peace. And we flash a peace sign everywhere and like husband and wives kiss each other as if this is some kind of romantic thing. And it just, it's, it's, there's good in that. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, it's meant to be so much more than that. The exchange of the kiss of peace, as it was originally known, because it was a kiss of peace, is meant to harken back to that scripture I cited that we can't come and offer our gift at the altar if we're not in shalom with our brothers and sisters, if we don't have peace. So if you know something's wrong, you can't be here. So to offer the sign of shalom to the person next to you is to say, you're a member of the body of Christ with me. I want to be in heaven with you forever. So I can't come and receive the body of Christ here at this altar if I'm not in union with the body of Christ here on earth. If there is division and it's my fault, I got to fix that. The exchange of the sign of peace in the traditional form of the mass begins with the, the priest kissing the altar, which represents Christ, and as if to take the peace of Christ upon his lips. And then he proclaims, peace be with you. And then he gives that peace to the deacon who passes the peace to the subdeacon who then gets passed to everyone. That's a deep, deep sign that I think we've, we've lost in the liturgy when it becomes just, hey, wave around the church to everyone. I don't know. Let's, when we get to do that again eventually, if we do that, let's really be thankful and grateful and cognizant of, am I really at peace with everyone? That's what our families, I think, need that are hurting. And let me just end with a little word that I know that reconciliation, this peace we desire, it takes two people. Perhaps the, the greatest hurt is a lack of reconciliation when you want it so bad, and it's the other person that won't reconcile. Probably many people are sitting here today, and you can think of loved ones that aren't here because they don't want to be here. Children that have lost the faith and fallen away, who walked out. Spouses that have left, divorce, suffering. Children that have just picked up and, and left. Our friends that are no longer our friends, family, loved ones. All over there is hurt and broken relationship, and sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. 
In that case, I, I, I put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness for you because I'm there too. Well, bring that and offer that. That desire for forgiveness that just isn't there yet and it's not your fault, you could bring and offer that. That's a good gift to offer at the altar. We all know our families are hurt in ways that sometimes it spans generations. These are big problems. Psychologists show us how like addiction, uh, child abuse, all kinds of hurt, violence, emotional struggles, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, these deep kind of addictions can span generations and almost be passed down in families. Well, the good news is that not only can we get help for that, we can recognize that, yes, hurt people hurt people, and that's probably why there's some hurt, but it also means that we can break the cycle. You getting healed, you healing your own heart in God's grace, and then trying to be an instrument of God's peace and reconciliation, that breaks the cycle. That helps stop the hurt. So today, I think that's my prayer on this Feast of the Holy Family, to just recognize the great pain that a lot of our families are in, even amidst this beautiful season of Christmas, which perhaps makes it harder, because maybe you're saying, I should feel happy. My family should be here, and they're not. I'm not like that postcard of that other family. Well, guess what? The postcard, it only existed for a moment in time. That picture on Facebook, like, oh, look, here's our family on Christmas morning. Yeah, that's after the disaster was cleaned up and after 40 tries to get that picture. Everyone's family is a mess. But you know what? God is in the mess. And he says today, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give it. God will bring peace into the mess. And if you're the one that needs to go out and bring reconciliation today, don't put it off. Go do it today. Go be healed. Make the phone call right after Mass. Don't drive out of the parking lot. Don't drive home with someone you're not reconciled with. Do it today. We don't know how long we've got. And if you do it, if you are the one that brings reconciliation, if you are the peacemaker, not only are you going to be blessed, you might just change your whole family, which might change the whole world. You can be the one today to help heal the hurt.